Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 22 of the Mind Over Matter podcast. I know it's been a little bit, and I kind of explained the episode, so thanks for you guys for uh, sticking with us. Make sure to smash that subscribe button, I gotta say that. Um, today on the show, we have one of Trevor's old friends from the Army. His name is Ryan. Super funny guy. In the show, we talk a little bit about the Army, a little bit about leadership, and I kind of get into a little bit about why people aren't joining the Army anymore. So, super funny episode. Thank you guys for tuning in, and let's get to it. Yeah, just do it. Three, two, one. We're live. And we're live. Welcome, everyone, to episode 22 of the Mind Over Matter podcast. I uh, just had some quick admin notes. I know we've been uh, away for a little bit. Pretty much Trevor and I have been working on our new ad agency that we started. We uh, joined this group called Cashflow Syndicate. Link down below. It's a great group of people, and I recommend everyone join. Um, but the community there and all the stuff you can learn is great. So working with one of our friends and one of his clients and hopefully making some real money soon. So uh, that's where we've been. We're going to aim now for about one a week. It's just it's kind of been hard since we've been starting this new thing and getting our flow reestablished. So more uh, good stuff to come. And thank you guys all for watching. Yeah. Well, with that said, we'll jump right into it. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, it's been a good month. We've, we haven't posted for about a month. Got my good buddy Ryan here. I'm very excited. We met uh, before I met Kevin. Before I met Kevin. Back very, in the day. Very fun. Yeah, very back in the day. Uh, he got to back, me. back in the dams. Yeah, when I was a 19-year-old <laughs> idiot still. So so Kevin <laughs> Kevin got me a little bit after, but um, it's, it's definitely fun to see his perspective. We'll talk a little bit about leadership today because uh, I know you're, uh, you're a single dad over there, yeah? On your own? Yeah, so I get my kid. I get her. Um, I'm blessed, I guess, in that respect because my baby's mama. A lot of people, and I, and especially through the military, they get crushed by their uh, the mothers of their children. Oh, but yeah. be it by them holding the kid over their head, outrageous child support, constant court battles, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I'm fortunate enough to where my ex is not like that at all. We're actually friends. I get my kid full time in the summers. And then every other uh, major holiday. So I get a good amount of time with her. And if I still lived with them in Colorado, I would get her every other weekend as well. So wow. not that not that yeah. bad. I'm actually, I'm actually going up to Colorado next week to uh, spend a week with her because she's on her fall break. Yeah, we really do get the shit into that stick. Like the custody court says, so, oh, yeah, because they think we're all fucking crazy. It's like, bro, we're all pretty chill dudes. I mean, most of the people yeah. I met were pretty cool experiences may vary yeah 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 but, uh, yeah not not everyone but she was just i think it was just uh she was ready to go you know she was tired of the military life and what was shitty about her is as soon as she divorced me less than a year later i'm working in 160th and i'm home at three o'clock every day and i'm deploying for like less than 90 days a year and maybe get one 30-day tdy a year so and then now i'm at the schoolhouse where i'm working a, a basically office hours nine to five so she just had to hang on a little bit longer, but I guess she couldn't do it. Hey, on to the next. Hey, yeah. what can you are do? You, yeah, you, what can you, you do? So <clears throat> I want to talk a little bit how how leadership within the Army translates to being a single dad, like, on your own. Like, how much does that really help you out um, So when you, when you kind of go home, and how much can you take home to her? 
I don't really take a lot home to her. You know, when she goes and tells her friends at school, she's like, hey, my dad's in the army. He keeps bad guys away, you know, and that's that was that's been a perspective her whole life because she's just 10 years old. She just turned 10 in June of June of this year. So, you know, as she gets older and she matures, I'll be able to do a little bit more of that leadership. But as of how how it pertains to her life, I try to do it by example. So especially when she's down here with me, what I'll do is she always catches me up early. I'm always up before her, and by the time she's waking up, I'm at home sweaty because I went out and ran three miles or or went to the gym or something like that. So she's always seeing me constantly improve myself. But at the same time, I got a side gig now. I work with one of the other instructors down here who's a DAC, which is a DA civilian. He was uh, the lead mechanic at the local Harley-Davidson down here in Sierra Vista before it closed. So I'm a Harley guy, so I got in with him. And he's teaching me how to work on Harleys. Realistically, he's not even working on them. I'm doing all the fucking work. And uh, so during the summers, I go over there, and she is actually interested in wrenching on bikes with me. So I'm teaching her a mechanical aspect because I've noticed in the past when I do something, she's always wanting to help, and she has a certain amount of mechanical aptitude that I can probably capitalize on. So with a kid that age, I think leading by example, which is a core leader asset in the Army, because what you will do, and if you lead by example and your people like what you're doing, they'll follow you through hell if they're good soldiers. Now, you, you get the you get the ones that aren't, but the majority of the time, the, the 80% of them, they're like, hey, this guy knows what he's talking about. He gives a shit, and he's going to do the what's best for us. So I think just casting that on my daughter is helping her develop herself as a leader and helping her mature as a child into a young adult. I got a question for you. True, man. How 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 different are soldiers that are coming in the army from like when you started, and then like from like first eight years? Yeah, ago? first. When did you start? How long you been in? Yeah, so yeah, I, I, was came, I just got over fourteen years. I got a little over fifteen years left. I came in in two thousand eight during the true push, and yeah. I, I I was I was one of the lucky ones that signed his life away in the infantry. Yeah. So, Hell yeah. So every every everything is a little bit different, uh, a lot different these days. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot more feels involved, you know. Some of the guys, I'd say, ten percent, and you got to understand that I'm I'm a, I'm in a tech MOS. I'm not in a combat MOS anymore. So these guys are techies. Techies are different soldiers than than the warrior class. We'll call them. Um, they're a lot smarter, but they have a lot less common sense. If that makes sense. Oh, I'm, so, I'm tracking what you're saying. Yeah. Infantry guys, you know, your combat guys, your go get your, 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 you know, your meat eaters, they got more common sense than they do book smarts most of the time because they're hardworking guys. They, you know, most of the time they came off the street working like a hard labor job, like they were like farmers or construction workers, mechanics. Uh, they might have been ex cops. You know, they were they were out there getting their hands dirty. Uh, most of the guys coming in here, they they they're fresh off a of mama's couch. You know, they were they were college students that dropped out. Uh, they were family men doing something. COVID nineteen hit. They were out of a job. You know, fucking Taco Bell fired them, and now they're in the army turning wrenches on fucking you know sixty million dollar aircraft. So, I mean, the overall sense. And I'm not trying to shit on these guys because they did have the balls to fucking sign on the dotted line. They're a lot softer. You get the, you get those ten percent guys who are fucking born to be hard, and that's in any any MLS. But I'd say the majority of them are are just as soft as fucking angel pussy, man. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Yeah. I like that. No, I can definitely see that because one of the things that I noticed, I didn't notice it because it just happened to me, but pretty much the dude that was the uh, shop boss when I got there as a private, pretty much he got promoted at the same time I did. So he was like my boss pretty much my entire time in the army. And he would always tell me when I would get promoted. And then when I got my six, he's like, why are you so like soft on these guys? Like he's from that generation where like you ought to just be yelling at someone all the time, you know, dropping soldiers left and right. And I'm like, you know, dude, that fucking just doesn't work with these young kids, bro. Like they don't take to being yelled at the way like you or I would, you know. And I, and I feel your old boss because me coming from an infantry guy, I literally grew up in the army getting my fucking shit pushed in every day for years. So as I grew and matured as a leader, I understood that everybody is an individual, even though you work as a team. And the, the closer you get to your soldiers and how they operate and how their minds and hearts operate, the better you can critique them to do the job that you need them to do to fucking complete the mission. So I have mellowed out 100%. Uh, don't get me wrong. I still fuck with these guys. It's still fun. <laughs> they still need it. They still need to get that little taste of the old school army, and I'm there to provide it for them. But overall, I've noticed if you manage them with with a soft hand, we'll call it that, you get you get a lot more effective performance out of them because that's just the generation we're in. You have to change with the soldiers that you're leading because if you keep if you stay the same and all the soldiers are changing. It's it's not going to be effective. It's, they're not going to work for you. Yeah, especially in a time like now where social media is kind of blown up, how uh, we shouldn't really be trusting authority anymore. It's kind of kind of taken like you kind of see it in the government. Everyone says don't trust the government anymore. So you get these right. kids that don't really know how to respond to authority anymore, i.e., me, <laughs> right. who hate being told what to do. Or or see seen it all growing up that they shouldn't be told what to do. Don't be doing what, like, don't 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 respond in a way. How do how do I say this? Don't. I, don't know, I guess I lost track, but it's you kind of got like a the, yeah I know you kind of got a, a a weird changing group of people that don't know how to respond to authority and yeah you gotta you're not gonna be able to tell them to just do push-ups because it's just not gonna work anymore. You, you got to waste their time, dude. What it is is you got you got to waste their time, and you you still you still have those soldiers that that do respond to the physical aspect, like. So I like to play a joke on my guys. Uh, so during instruction, when they're at the schoolhouse, cell phones are absolutely no go. They will drop an Article 15 on your ass for nothing for that. So I always like to play a joke. I'm like, hey man, I got my Bluetooth speaker out. Let me borrow your phone so I can play some music, and you know. I actually had a private. I was sitting in on a station. He's like, Sarge, how often does that shit work? And I'm like, I don't know. So one of the guys <laughs> who's one of the hard, he's a dumb guy. He's one of the hard 10% though. I go, I'm going to leave his name. And I was like, hey, private. Hey, go, let me see your phone so I can play some music on this Bluetooth speaker. And his fucking face just drops. He's like, Sarge. He goes, I'm going to have integrity. I accidentally brought my phone to school today. Oh, go, he told oh, really? you? Oh, yeah. shout out to him, man. I like that. I yeah. Like that. He, 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 like, every time he fucks up, he owns up to it. So I dusted him off. Like, I, I gave him a good dusting for about, I want to say about 30 minutes. Because I came up to him, and I was like, I told him, I was like, hey, man, we could do this the easy way, or we can go old school. He's like, he goes, because he's phase five, so that means he can go out on the town on the weekends, go have oh, dinner, yeah. you know, go to the mall. 
go go fucking bang a tenderoni wherever the fuck he is yeah he's got going on you know <laughs> yeah i'm sure he doesn't want to lose that so <laughs> yeah. so just like we did trevor yeah we're not yeah. Looking at all. So he took the dust, and, and then one of his buddies started laughing at him, so I fucking jumped him in and fucking got his ass. <laughs> Cook his ass. That's really yeah. the one, bro. If someone's getting smoked, you just ignore him. Walk away, yeah. bro. You, you turn away. Yeah. And, I don't and, want no part of that. The difference is with these cultures these days is when I came up as a private slash specialist, if I saw a fucking sergeant first class, dude, I was walk. I was turn around and walking the oh, other way, yeah, man. Dude, I would yes. not. Yep. Eight I sixes. Sergeant first classes back in the day were fucking demigods, dude. They, they, you would turn to stone if you looked at them. You know, it was just, yeah. it's crazy how the, these guys just come up to you, man. They want to tell you about their fucking family, how their weekend was and all that shit. And I'm like, yeah, how, how was that spaghetti at fucking Olive Garden private? You know, because <laughs> oh, they're in AIT, right? So they can only have like, you know, I went to the mall or. Yeah, you know, the, right. the Dunkin'. I don't even know what the hell that kids go nowadays, bro. I went to go they, play uh, Fortnite or something. I think they got like a uh, on on the weekends. They got like a fifty mile radius. I mean, they could probably sneak up to Tombstone, but I'm sure that Uber there and back costs about fucking a hundred bucks. You know, so they're not doing that. Oh, they're man. just hanging around this little town. That shit was like twenty bucks to go to the mall, fucking five feet away, and that yeah. was back in like 2016. So that was like fifty dollars. Yeah. now. Yeah, it's not telling no. what it is now. I got a question for you, though, and I don't want to get you in trouble. So speaking only as your person and not at the Army at all, why is the Army having recruiting problems right now? It's generational, man. It's like these kids, they're like, uh, what are are we starting to call it? We're calling it the the hustle age or whatever. These kids are wanting to get their own hustles on. You know what I'm saying? They're wanting to try to figure it out for themselves. They're techies. You know, they watch all the TikTok videos. They want to be TikTok famous or YouTube famous. They want to get in the stock market and investing. They want to create some type of fucking business to where they can make it on their own. And I'm not saying these kids are stupid. I'm just saying they're not wanting to put their hands on anything. They're like not wanting to work technical skills. Example. So my buddy down here is a civilian buddy. He works as a lineman for, uh, it's called, uh, I forget the name of the company. It's the electrical company around here. They, they're in California, they're in Nevada, they're in New Mexico, they're in Arizona. I remember when I was a kid, I filled out an application. I was probably 18 years old for the local power company to be a lineman. It was a three-year wait. These guys cannot find anybody to work as a lineman. My buddy's been a lineman for two years now. He's making fucking six figures. Six figures. Oh, and they can't even get, lineman? Yeah. And they can't even get people to fucking come and work, dude. So that's if that, a big if that, thing now, yeah. Yeah. And you know, you need linemen for power. That's infrastructure, you know? Hell man, if 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 I was thought I would be in the shape or have the ability to do it when I retire from the army. Hell, I would go start out day one fucking apprentice lineman, man. I've always wanted to do it. It's a badass job. You're working with a bunch of hard motherfuckers, man. And that's what I like. I like being around hard motherfuckers. And that's why the army kind of fucking chaps my asshole these days because they're, they're pushing the hard motherfuckers out. Hey, you only got a couple years left though. Yeah, man, it's cool. Where, where have you been time. though? Because when I met you, yeah, you were going to 160th in in uh, Tennessee. What was before that? And now you're in Arizona. So you want me to start in the beginning, all, or all over the place? How do you want me? <laughs> yeah, I've been 
So my first duty station, I came in the army. I came in the uh, uh, army on an army ranger contract. So when I got to basic training, of course, I didn't know shit about the army. I was I turned 25 in basic. So I'm out there. I'm working my ass off. I'm used to the heat because I worked road construction right before I got in. And I grew up in Georgia, so the, obviously the heat in Georgia didn't fucking bothers me, bother me as much as the other cats. So I came in on an Army Ranger contract. I worked tile with this guy on the side for a long time, and he was he was in the Army Rangers or like Panama and all that shit. So he's always Army Ranger, Army Ranger, Army Ranger, Army Ranger. So I went in. Recruiter is like, this is what I want to do. They're like, hey, man, $5,000 bonus. So I'm like, whoa, that's a lot of money. Cool, man. Yeah. Sign me <laughs> up. So I, Hell yeah. When I get the basic, of course, I don't know shit about the Army about, I don't know, probably about four or five weeks into training. They're like, hey, airborne school is on like a six-week hold, and then it's another like six weeks for rip. Uh, this is what we could do because they're trying to get people to go to other fucking duty stations. You can go to your duty station you know, do a deployment, get some experience, put in a packet, come right back to ranger school, pass ranger school, and then you'll be a fucking ranger. I'm like, oh, yeah, that sounds cool. Let's fucking deploy. Yeah, so, sounds like there's no problem yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, that sounds awesome, man. I'll go, I'll, I'll go fucking stack some bodies and come back and get my tab. Fucking sounds great. Dick hard. Let's move, you know? So, yeah, uh, oh, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> two weeks before we graduate, that's when we were all getting our orders and shit. And I get my orders, and it says the honor guard. I'm like, what the fuck is this? So I go to my drill sergeant. I'm like, hey, drill sergeant, this says I'm going to fucking D.C. I don't know about any infantry division in fucking Washington, D.C. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and, and he looks at me like, he's like, no, playa, you're going to spend the next three years in blues. I'm like, blues? No. All I got is Means, man <laughs> yeah, you're stacking ribbons you ain't stacking no bodies bro right exactly so i was like what the fuck? so they sent me off to the honor garden and uh so i got there and i fucking hated it man i fucking hated it <laughs> oh my god I what are you fucking flipping the rifle and all that crazy shit that you see well, him do that's that's the drill team so i was on a casket team i was working in arlington national cemetery and uh oh, so oh. I was in Alpha Company 4-3, which we were called Commander-in-Chief's Guard, right? So we were the original in the Army detail to guard George Washington. That's how old this unit is. And as I learned and progressed in this unit, I learned to appreciate it more. And, like, most of the people I served with that I was close with in that unit, I still communicate to this day with. Like, I still got group chats with three of the guys in my platoon that we talk through every fucking day. But yeah, it was sucked. So this is how it started off. So I get there. <laughs> the yeah, that's how the army so, works, man. Yeah, yeah it, was, it, it was. It sucked. I met great people, but it sucked. <laughs> so I get there, right? And they're. I'm like, I get picked up by this guy named uh, the Cotter. He's dead now. Um. <laughs> yeah. All right, <laughs> That was just a hell Come on, man. Shout yeah, out to I'm you, like, brother. Rest in peace. Yeah. Man. He was a good guy. He was a badass staff sergeant. He had already done two deployments with 82nd. And usually what I learned to understand is if you were squared away enough as an NCO to get honor guard, you basically went there and that was like a three-way three-week break. I mean a three three-year break from fucking Iraq or Afghanistan. So cuz cuz all my squad leaders and all my team leaders that had that were E5 or above that had PCS from somewhere else had at minimum, I'm talking about E5s at minimum two deployments under their belt. 
Now, if they had, with that being said, if had they fashioned my company into an actual combat unit with the combat experience that we had, we would be, we would be fucking used to sock level because all these guys were fucking meat eating fucking killers, dude. They were, it, it frustrated them to it's not like, be in the field. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah, just like the place to go to hang out. That's like our deployments in 160s. We, we were like fiending for the deployments just because we were so sick of being at home. Yeah, being in Garrison. Garrison's yeah. fucking one sixtieth Garrison was was it was cool, but it was terrible because that's where all the fucking backstabbing occurred. So that's the most yeah. army thing I've I, ever I heard, was bro. I was yeah Garrison yeah Garrison sucks. No, no, it was cool, but it was terrible at the same time. <laughs> like your your social life and the outside of work life was was great, and then everything else at work kind of kind of sucked man I, I i found myself in that unit being a fucking umbrella for shit so like my guys were i would just eat shit balls so my guys didn't have to you know what battalion were you in i was the second battalion uh, oh hell yeah so hey us too bro shout out to second hey, battalion yeah. my favorite yeah battalion. yeah no there is a lot of nonsense just because like it seems everything like i get it we have like a life and death job but, like, all the shit that they made seem like it was going to kill someone if we didn't do it, like, I don't know, cleaning the hangar or, like, moving a fucking piece of equipment, laying out the fucking the on-call shit over and over and over again. It's like, oh, my goodness gracious. Like, if this doesn't happen, I'm sorry. The sun's still going to rise, and it's going to fucking set tomorrow. Like, this is not the end of the world. So... I can I can agree with that and I can disagree with that because I've noticed as a leader and as a soldier training myself that repetition, man, it's repetition, repetition, repetition. And once you you, you train you train to fail, you don't you don't train to get it right. You know what I'm saying? You train until you fucking get it wrong, and then you train some more. So that and that's what I think makes an excellent soldier is somebody who's yeah it sucks is it boring is it is it repetitive yeah but in the end when you have to utilize that skill it's going to be there and it's going to be second nature. Yeah, it, that, that's a fair have, point. That's a fair point. And then in in in, in a well, life I will death, still bitch. I was still bitch, bitch about it. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah always always bitch about you've been it, hanging around me too much. Yeah, man. It's like, yeah. hey, I want to feel like I'm a bitch the whole time. But yeah, get back it's to fucking the old 800 part. degrees. Man. We oh, were yeah, stationed. Yeah. We were stationed in downtown, like basically in Southwest DC. We lived on Generals Row. Like literally, Stan McChrystal's house was across the street from my fucking barracks, dude. This was uh, the War College was on my base. It's the, the uh, Hall of Records for the United States Army was on my base. <laughs> it was cool. So we would do a lot of uh, like the unit would go through rotations. One company would be in the cemetery for a month, then another company, then another company, and then while you're not, you're doing field training or ceremony training. So and that's basically field how I live training? my life. Yeah, we would go. We would still go to the field and train. We still had to stay qualified on everything: STXs, land nav, uh, oh. fucking, you know, gun ranges, all that shit. You know, so we still did that, and we but we trained I as light guys. We didn't train like we didn't really do convoys or anything like that. We just go out in the field, do like little STXs, movements to contacts, keep up on our land nav, fucking ruck marches till we died because there's a uh, there's a bigger height there's a more stringent height and weight standard in the honor guard because you are the face of the army yeah so it was like you were if you were cut 
you were you were in the game, and if you were fucking like six pounds overweight, you were fucking sitting in the barracks pulling fucking CQ. You're not. They're not gonna put a fat body in front of anybody. Yeah, my friend Taylor. Shout out to you if you're watching this, bro. But I known him since sixth grade. He got orders to go in the honor guard. Said he actually laid uh, George H. W. Bush to rest. So that is pretty no neat. Shit. But yeah. yeah, he was saying basically when he got there, they gave him this belt, and it was like a fucking twenty-six inch belt. And you basically got to fit into that. You know, luckily he's like six fucking four and he's cut up as hell. So It's called a T-belt. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, yeah, yeah you know another one we're talking about. Yeah, like it goes yeah. on your waist and it's like a fucking corset. It. It's, it's the ceremonial belt. Yeah, you button it up over your uh, your uniform. It goes on top. It looks clean if you're in shape. I'm not so going to lie. Yeah, hey. if you're in shape, it's not, it's not, it's not uncomfortable because – It'll it'll conform to your body and and you know it's tight enough to where it stays there, but it's it's also not tight enough to where you're not gonna lose constrict you're not gonna get constricted. But I'll tell you what, if you're standing out in fucking Washington D.C. in June and it's 95 degrees and fucking 90 percent humidity, that <laughs> the likelihood of a fallout faces, is, is yeah. high. Yeah, ain't so, no belt helping that heat. <laughs> no. And plus, you got those crazy ass caps on too, and you can't wipe your face. You just got sweat running down your face, fucking in your eyeballs. Like when you march off the fucking field, you can't even see. It looks like you're fucking six ways from fucking Sunday drunk. <laughs> <laughs> A party. Every goddamn blur from sweat. Yeah. I can definitely see that unit being undermanned just with the new soldiers up. Yeah. I, yeah. I wonder why we got no one to cover it. <laughs> yeah, bro. I mean, like. It's tedious work. It's very tedious work. I remember when I first got down there, I went to this. They got an indoctrination program called ROPE. It's called a uh, regimental orientation program. And uh, so rope? my team leader, yeah, yeah ROPE. And uh, <laughs> regimental orientation program. And so that's where you learn how to march. That's where you learn ceremonial composure to the old guard standard. And you learn how to do your uniforms. And I was down there working on my blues one night. I'm talking about I got home. Or back to the bees, and we had our own press room in the basement. It's a steam slash press room, just like you see in like the movies where where like these Asian ladies are down there in a the basement just pressing fucking shirts and shit, all hot and steamy and shit. So I'm down there doing it, and I finally got my uniform to where I thought it was right. My team leader came down there. His name is Rudolph. I'm not gonna say his first name, but uh, his name's <laughs> Rudolph. And he looks at my shit, and I'm sitting there, all I'm all proud and shit, like waiting for him. To, I'm at parade rest, waiting for him to say, "Good job, Private." He takes my <laughs> dress blues, balls them up, throws them on the steamer, closes that bitch, steams it, and says, "Do it again." So, wow, repetition. was it wrong? Oh, okay, probably not. <laughs> probably not. He had to make sure it wasn't a fluke. <laughs> yeah. But that's a hard so, one to, uh, it, like, from a person with your experience and standpoint, you'll understand that it's just repetition for a kid who's 19 years old just getting into there. Like, in the moment, you're like, hell yeah. <laughs> that's actually happened uh, a lot of times throughout my career. E e even as I got up as an NCO, in several different fashions, it's happened to me. So yeah, it's not that was it's a common thing. And, it, and it's a, and it's humbling moment because when you're fucking sitting there repping shit out, you know you fucking suck at something. So that humbles you in yourself, and it also motivates you to get better at what you suck at. Yeah, that was a big thing when I was in Green Platoon. They would always tell us like, there's two ways to learn something. It's like endless repetition and like 
brute force or some crazy shit. Yeah. And I'm at the time I was like 18. I'm like, I don't know about this. Man. This seems <laughs> kind of shitty. This is shitty. But, yeah, yeah. But but then it kind of made sense like later in my career. But at the time, man, I'm like, oh my god, I got to go through this fucking pit again. Like, oh look, another heavy object to move an impossible distance. But I so, I saw where they did it at the end. I don't know if uh, Trevor remembers, but uh, when we went to Green Platoon, I sucked at the fucking rucksacks, dude. I, I, I sucked at the layouts, dude. I was constantly getting the whole goddamn class dusted the fuck off because of these goddamn layouts, man. Can you explain <laughs> the layouts real quick to anyone who doesn't know what you're talking about? Yeah, so uh, you have a specific packing list for uh, the night. It's called the Night Stalker packing list. You have basically all your all your basic necessities in a Ziploc bagged, airtight, taped off, and and just perfectly sealed. And basic uh, necessities you, for like a week. <laughs> like, for, yeah, like for you. Uh, to get yeah, it's, it's like forty-five pounds of gear. You got yeah. PT shoes in there. You got your you got an extra uniform, cold weather gear, wet weather gear, wooby. Uh, you got your canteen, canteen cup. You got a lighter. Uh, See, this camo. man remembers, bro. Repetition. Flag, yeah, flashlight. Flag, <laughs> yeah, repetition. The batteries. Was fucking, that was 2018, and I still remember the fucking packing list. I actually still have my Night Stalker packing list in my fucking rucksack. Oh, man. Hell, yeah. Is it packed yeah. still? I, I broke some gear out of it because I let some guys borrow some gear for some field ops and shit like that. But oh, most of yeah, it's So, but yeah, yeah you would have all that shit there. Man. But if you have one bag, so you had to have like, yeah, the the tops were had to be they all everything had to be folded a specific way and put into the bag. The bag had to be airtight. It had to be taped with your name on it. And if anything at all was fucked up, we're running or we're doing push-ups or some dumb shit. And they, and they rip your bag, so you got to go home dog ass tired and <laughs> yeah, fucking pack bag. Yeah. You just got done with the twelve hour. Yeah, you just ran. You did a bunch of dumb shit all day. Now you got zero time to go home, eat, hang out with whoever you want to hang out with. You got no personal time, and you got to get back to doing these dumb ass bags, man. And we and had I would a go time home. limit too. Yeah. Oh, I would. I would go back to the bees because I was TDY for that shit. I would go back to the bees and actually do layouts. You remember uh, uh hoteling? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So me and him will go down. He's a fucking private, and I'm an E6, oh, and he was yeah. really good at layouts. Oh, the, his name was Hoteling? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I and, uh, like to become an instructor. Okay. I did I did hotel, though. I didn't make hotel, but I tried it. But, uh, no, he <laughs> would go down there, and he would actually work at, work with me on the layouts and shit. I still got videos of me doing layouts on my phone Damn. where I, got, I finally got it. For the first time, he had he was recording it, so I can. I mean, because I like to take film when I work out and I do deadlifts. I make I like to I film myself and I don't post it online, but I watch it to make sure I'm doing proper form. And I'm like, okay, so if I'm doing something, I'm watching these layouts. Where can I where can I shed like one second? Because really, that's all that matters. One second counts with those fucking layouts. What was it? Uh, a minute a minute to get it out and thirty seconds to pack it or some shit like that. I don't remember. It was fucking yeah, crazy. It's whatever they felt like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just a little bit quicker than they thought you could do it then. Yeah. No, yeah, I did want to jump jump into your uh, fitness journey because you are a, a pretty well-chiseled male. A. <laughs> yeah, for my age. I mean, for my age, I'd, I'd have to say I'm pretty good for my age. I'm not the best, but I'm pretty good. Yeah. But no, I'm, I'm, I'm your, always. Uh, your Instagram, you got a bunch of meats. Big meat guy. 
Yeah, what's your favorite? Yeah, like what do you like to grill up the most? Man, I've been smoking a lot of chicken lately because that's the more healthier option. And I've always sucked at cooking chicken. And I found out the secret to cooking chicken. It's not chicken breasts. It's chicken thighs, bro. Like, it really mm. is. Because you can't get them wrong, man. You can't get them wrong. And oh. chicken breasts, if you don't get chicken breast perfect, it's going to come out dry as fuck every time. And it just sucks. And you waste your money. You throw it out, and then you hate chicken. And then... And then, so I, yeah, my then buddy was like chicken for a month. <laughs> yeah. So my buddy was like, Hey man, have you tried chicken thighs? I'm like chicken thighs. Well, no, I haven't. So I went and got a pack of chicken thighs. I marinated. I just threw a, uh, just a normal marinade on it. let it sit overnight. And I smoked it on like 300 for like something like, you know, to the tune of 45 minutes to an hour. I don't remember what it was. Perfect. Skin was crispy. Meat was nice and juicy and tender. Perfect. I was like, I'm never going back to chicken breast. Chicken breast can suck my fucking dick. <laughs> All about the thighs, baby. Well, because yeah. the breast you have I'm to get of, it like Yeah, I'm more of an ass passed. man myself anyway, so yeah. fuck them. <laughs> yeah, because the breast you got to get it like barely past done. But the thighs you can fucking obliterate and they'll still be good. Right. Yeah, because there's more fat in there. And then a lot of people, they're like, you know, well, they're fatty. It's like animal fat's good, dude. Animal fat's good for you. It's 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 that trans fat and all that other fucking saturated fat and all that shit that's rather, bad for yeah, you. Yeah, I'd rather eat that fat than like Oreos. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, Dude. look at the food pyramid, bro. That's like you got to eat eight loaves of bread and like look at some fat everywhere. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I don't. I stay away from. I, I try to stay. I carved up tonight. I did spaghetti. I did a uh, chicken parmesan because I got a ruck march, a twelve and a half mile that I volunteered for. Don't ask me why. Um, foolish. On, yeah. For on, what tomorrow? On Friday. Oh. On Friday. Oh my God. So what a Friday. I'm, start, I'm starting my carb. I'm carbon all week. I did rice last night. I did spaghetti tonight, and then tomorrow, tomorrow's football. So I'll do I'll do hot wings and French fries. You know. Yeah. I'll burn. I'll burn it off. Yeah. I'll burn it off. <laughs> twelve. Yeah. Twelve miles. You'll burn anything off. Actually, the time. Bears play tomorrow, don't they? Yeah, Bears. Uh, they're playing in Chicago against the. Uh, the yeah, the Washington man. Commanders. Yeah, Commanders or whatever. Yeah, that, yeah. that was the craziest shit, man. Left that shit to Washington football team. That was the craziest <laughs> shit, man. Washington Redskins, to be honest with you. Reds, they tried to take away the Blackhawks, too. I'm from Chicago. I'm a big Blackhawks fan. I got the tattoo, mm -hmm. got the tattoo on them. So they're, they're playing a little story, too. But a little story about the Washington Redskins. You know how they're saying it's uh, offends Native Americans and all that stuff. And I can see where that's a possibility. But this is this is a firsthand account. When I first moved to Arizona, I drove up to Colorado to get my daughter, and uh, we stayed at the uh, the Gaylord up in Denver. And instead of just driving straight back down the interstate, straight back into Arizona, I was like, "We're going to drive Rocky fucking mountains." So we took off west out of Denver, got on a fucking highway, plugged my GPS in. And we just took off through the dead center of the fucking Rocky Mountains, right? Stopping wherever we wanted to stop, staying wherever we wanted to stay. Because that was what that was that Doge summer, bro. I was caked up. I was hey. caked up. And, and 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 I just sold a house. So they're like money wasn't an option. We could literally do whatever the fuck we wanted. So as we got out of Colorado, I was like, I've never I've always been interested in Native American culture. I was like, we're driving through the Navajo reservation. We're going through the nation you know what i'm saying so 
we come out of Colorado, come in, we go right past Four Corners, which is the Four Corners of Colorado, Utah, New Mexico, and Arizona. It's right there in the Navajo Nation. So that was the first thing we see, basically, when we came into the Navajo Nation. So we drive something to the tune of, like, 70 miles. We hit our first gas station. So she wants to go to the bathroom. We stop, go to the bathroom, all that stuff. You could tell these people weren't too keen on white folk. It's it's cool. I got you. You know, no hay here. So anyway, we get our cokes, get back in our shit, and we fucking travel. They don't like your kind. Yeah, you ain't from around here, are you? Yeah. <laughs> so oh, we get back man. in the truck. We drive about another 30 miles when we hit the first small town. And this is when the whole Washington Redskins shit was, like, really popping off. They'd already changed their name to the Washington football team. And I passed the first high school. Lo and behold, you know what the team's mascot is? <laughs> Tell me oh it's the Redskins, dude. Redskins, dude. In the middle of the Navajo Nation. Swear to fucking I God. Mean, Google that shit. I'm <laughs> I'm just happy that they changed the name and now uh, no one's racist anymore. So that's that's a small price to pay, I think. I think I'm, I'm a very, very politically incorrect person. I am by no means racist, but I think stereotypes are funny as fuck. Like it just is one like of the funniest uh, topics, at least one of the I know, man, it's like, one of the funniest jokes. If it's not dark shit. humor, it's stereotypes. Yeah. it's Well, I like dark humor, too, man. It's like so I have one guy who's a Redskins fan. And they're like, hey, man, I heard they're not even letting people wear Redskins jerseys into the stadium anymore. I'm like, really? That's crazy. So, yeah, it's got to be a Washington football team jersey or a commander's jersey. They're not letting you in. And I go, huh? So I'm at the bar like a week later, and I'm talking to another Redskins fan. Or, no, I'm talking to somebody who has a buddy who lives in the D.C. area who's a Redskins fan. And I was like, yeah, man, I heard that they're not even letting people into the stadium wearing Redskins jerseys. And he's like, huh, that's weird because my buddy just sent me a picture of him at the game wearing a Redskins jersey. <laughs> and he showed me a picture, and I go, and they go, he lets, they let him in. And he shows me a picture of him, and it's a black dude. Wearing a fucking Redskins jersey. I was like, oh, that's because he's black. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, my yeah. God. <laughs> yeah. You ain't going to say nothing to him. <laughs> let, my, let my scrawny ass walk in there with the Redskins. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Your glasses, skim milk looking ass, Trevor. Ain't no way. I might be fine. I told him I was Native American. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I so wanna ask, ask, though, though, Kev. Yeah, real quick. We got way off track. Yeah, yeah what, whatever. What do you think could be done? Let me correct that. What do you think the army could do that would boost retention right now, if anything? Boost retention. Retention. Or retention. Or I'm sorry. Enlistment. My bad. My bad. So we got offered. All right. So there's an actual initiative right now for us as people who are already active duty to call back home, call friends back home, and see if they want to enlist in the army. That's how desperate they're getting. And, I, and I, I look straight up, looked at my commander. I'm like, look, sir, I go, I'm 39 fucking years old. All my friends are either 39 years old <laughs> yeah. or older or 38 <laughs> years old. They own their own businesses. They have their own careers. They're all making more money than me. Yeah. Why would they fucking drop what they're doing, their families, their home, and come and be a private in the United States Army? So yeah, that would be kind of alarming if you had just a bunch of 18-year-old friends. 
dude, it's like, yeah, that would be kind of strange. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like, yeah, give me a second. Let me call the whole high school senior class real yeah. quick. Yeah, I got him on <laughs> Snapchat, dude. <laughs> we <laughs> hang out all the time. Yeah, it's, it's like, that's, that's not even feasible. You know, and even if there was a person my age that would be interested or close to my age that would be interested in joining the Army this late in the game – they got a fucking criminal record a mile long, and that's the only reason why they're interested in fucking getting in the army. You know, life did not go as they planned if they joined the army at 30, 30 bro. Eight years old. Yeah. I'm sorry. And now, yeah, there's, there's, a age, there's an age limit, ain't there? Isn't it 30? Yeah. No, it's no, it's like older than that now. It's like 36 or they some shit. It? No, it ain't 30, bro. Yeah. It might be 40. Hell, I don't know. Well, I don't I, pay attention. I want to say it was like 30, I'd be, 35 when I was going through. I'd be willing to bet they would let anyone in. Yeah. Right the, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right now. Yeah. They'd, they'd let your grandma in, man. Yeah. What? You're 45? Uh, give me a birthday. They sent that motherfucker right in the ass shop, dude. S1 until <laughs> you die. Yeah, man. <laughs> just a, a piece of paper with a crayon written on it just says, fucking, I'm 35. Yeah, it's one of those I, fucking I am jacked old man, bro. Y'all seen those guys? That uh, yeah. so, the bench warmers yeah. joke. I am twelve. Yeah. The thing is with the recruit recruiting of. is like there's also a culture of, the of lack of patriotism these days, which which gets kids away from wanting to join the army for the premise of defending their country. The whole fucking free college thing that's out. Thanks, Joe Biden. You know, because they're giving the loan forgiveness now. And I, I know I heard there's like all kinds of stipulations to it, but that's all they fucking heard is loan forgiveness. They're like, oh, they don't do the fine research. They just go to school, rack up the debt. And they're like, well, Joe Biden said we're getting forgiven. So that's 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 word is bond. And then they're going to get fucked with the goddamn bill anyway. So you got that. Not only that, but like here on Fort Huachuca. And I'll go ahead and fucking call them out. They, like, fired most of our PAs here. Like, there's literally two two PAs on this entire fucking post, dude. Like, if What's I called up, up with... Sorry. Positions uh, but, just, yeah, so that's okay. basically the guy... You, when you go to sick call, that's the guy you go to see. The civilian guy. You know, what was what was that creeper's name that always wanted to lick your dick at the fucking Night Stalker Clinic? Oh, you know, my boy, oh, Alexander, bro. Alexander, bro. Yeah. That's my boy. Yeah. You got a broken arm, got to do a prostate exam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, man, you got to bust a knee. Go ahead and plop that bad boy out. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Let me see how she's working <laughs> hope, hope he's taking care of himself. Really dick doing, bro. <laughs> that, dude, that dude owns, like, Five Airbnbs. He started an Airbnb business, and now he runs a church. He he built his own church. Uh, he, he, thought, he, bro. he always hooked me up, man. I don't got a problem with him other than the fucking constable, constant <laughs> sexual assault, you know. But Other than, you know, that, I, other I, than I, that, we're good, though. <laughs> that was a thing. So it didn't bother me as much. Seems pretty <laughs> lucrative, though. Yeah. Other than that, we're good to go. Hey, if... Yeah, he's, no, he's um, giving me on the army topic. Yeah, no, I was talking um, to my dad about it, though. And I was telling him, I'm like, well, we don't really have like an enemy right now as a country. Like we can't agree on anything and we all hate each other. It's like we in the 80s, we had Russia in the 90s. We didn't have anything. And then like the early 2000s, we got the Taliban and that kind of carried us over. It's like, OK, you know, this is an enemy that we get to you know, rally behind the United States of America is constantly looking for somebody to fight. There's, there's plenty of people to fight. So we're just waiting on common one. Yeah. 
So, I mean, we have division size elements grouped in fucking Eastern Europe right now. You know what I'm saying? They're they're bumping up the fucking numbers in Korea. You know, all those places they're bumping up. We got soldiers stationed routinely in Romania now, like fucking not like fucking signal guys or anything like that, like fucking aviation units in Romania. You know, that used to be like a once in a blue moon rotation. And now there's a constant fucking rotation going in there because my friend from first calf, she's in uh, first air calf. They, they, they just got back from uh, Romania. And, you know, 101st is over in fucking uh, Poland right now, you know. So there's 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 pieces on the board fucking moving. And you got Vladimir Putin threatening to push the button. We're over there fighting a fucking proxy war. You got all these fucking dumbass veterans with nothing else to do fucking jumping into fucking Ukraine by any oh, means necessary. You know, shit, bro. That's dumb as sh- I mean, it's not dumb. I can see why they're doing it. They think, you know, it's, you know, it's David versus Goliath and they think they're doing the right thing. But politically on the fucking, the big map, the big fucking picture, you don't want to be that guy that gets caught being an ex-service member, U.S. military trained fighting in fucking Ukraine. You don't. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Let, let Russia because get, get a hold that. of you. They're going to take that as an act of aggression from the United States of America, whether you're a fucking uniform service member or not. Oh, you'll so, be on every news station in Russia if that's your ass. Yeah, let, let Russia get a hold of you. But even even then, though, like, I know a lot of people, I mean, just that I know, that think that both sides are equally corrupt. So, like, th- it's not a, an objectively bad, bad, like, there's no objective bad guy there. Like, some people think one side's good, sometimes they, or people think the other side's good, and then some people think now, they're both suck. We just don't have, a, like, a common, like, Okay, this is the enemy. There, 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 there's a rabbit hole that we could go down, but I don't want to soil my name. Yeah, but you don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> Vladimir Putin, I will say this, and this is something for y'all to think about. Vladimir Putin is a lot smarter than you think he is. There was a lot of shit going on with the current administration's family in Ukraine, and nothing popped oh, off until yeah. that current administration took administration, and then fucking pieces started moving. You got to understand that Vladimir Putin was an intelligence agent for fucking 40 years before he became fucking president. He knows what the hell is going on in the world. And that's all. I'm going to leave it at that. Y'all, <laughs> yeah. y'all go ahead. No, y'all. We're picking it up, man. Yeah. I yeah. just, so. I, I, I see it all the time, like, especially when it first ha- happened. Like, the news that I was seeing was saying that Putin pretty much invaded the Ukraine because he wanted to like just because he has this no. bloodthirst and it's like dude if you listen to what he's actually saying like he's not saying that like he'll tell you why he invaded you just have to listen to him and so mm-hmm. i'm like well okay on one hand the actual guy is saying why he's doing it and then he's like and hey, whatever don't listen to him he don't know what he's talking about right exactly and, he'll, he'll tell you everything he's doing you just have to listen yeah it's like it and, it was this and same Zelensky, the Zelensky will will not tell you everything he's doing. He'll just ask for more money and weapons, and then he's wanting to win this world by any means necessary because he thinks he's a fucking he's a martyr for his fucking people, which he's just going to end up getting all his fucking people killed. Because if the clash of the titans happens, guess where it's fucking starting at Ukraine. If 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 World War Three pops off, there will be no Ukraine left. Yeah, that's just a cold hard truth. I could see World War Three ha- or 
No, that's the. I could see how a civil war would happen well, because America because we're, has no we're, advantage. We're going to Russia. We're not going to go into Russia. Yeah, we have we're no supposed reason to, to get Ukraine. Right. We're supposed. We're but we're not going into Russia. Where's most of Russia's troops right now? In fucking Ukraine. Where mm-hmm. the fuck? Where the fuck do you think we're going? Ukraine. Yeah, and that's we, their we whole. Don't even goal, really goal. like why? Why do? Why would we really give a shit about Ukraine if World War Three? If Russia threatened to actually blow it up and shit started actually popping off. There's no real strategic value for U.S. having Ukraine. So what's there, the I mean, there there could be strategic value. It's it's a link between the Middle East, the Baltics, and the fucking and Eastern Europe. With that being said, dude, Biden's hand has been in fucking Ukraine for goddamn decades, dude. Way too long. Decades. Hey, my oh, boy, dude, my boy is, Joe. Actually, I did want to ask I you knew about the him. Specifics, bro. I knew. Are I, you going to fucking? Well, if you were the president of the United States and you could fucking do whatever you wanted because everybody fucking loves you and if you don't like Joe Biden, you're a racist and a bigot and you're fucking, if somebody fucks your buddies up, that's paying you up to the tune of $40 million a year, you think you're not going to go in there and, dude, Trevor, you know, more boys, dude. If you were paying me 45 fucking million dollars a year and somebody fucking farted and you sniffed it, I'd fucking come jack their jaw right now. I'd be on a goddamn plane. Yep. That's a lot yeah. of goddamn money. Bro. Yeah, exactly. I, would, yeah. I would do the same. I'd do it for free, hell. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm sure... I'm sure none of my numbers are accurate, but y'all get the big picture. You know what I'm yeah. saying? There's there's a lot of money involved there. There's a lot of fucking corruptness, and because if you look at it, nobody liked that president in Ukraine until all this shit popped off. Yeah, no, I saw. Yeah, I no, saw a tweet. It was, ratings. Yeah. it was the Ukraine tweets before or the Ukraine headlines before and after the invasion. It was like on the left before 2016. It was like, oh, the the most corrupt country in all of Europe. And yep. now it's just some shining bastion of democracy for us all to end right. for the whole world to see out of freedom. Nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> the beacon of freedom. <laughs> yeah. Freedom no, and democracy were they ask about oh my bad, Kevin, go ahead. No, I'm saying it's a country of freedom and democracy where <clears throat> the president outlawed, you know, political opinions that disagree with his. So uh which I'm mean, we're much. already pretty much shout out to democracy. It's a yeah, strange situation. And and, it, and and I have somewhat of a personal knowledge because my buddy, we'll call him, we'll just call him by his first name, Eric. He was a friend of mine when I was stationed in Fort Carson. He's a civilian. Now, this guy is rich as fuck. He was a day trader, and I ran into him, and I met him through a mutual friend. And this guy, he's really, really cool, really, really smart, has a lot of money, really successful guy, but he was skinny as fucking shit, dude. And I met him when I was training up for Green Platoon. He's like, hey, bro, I'll tell you what, man. If you fucking let me come to the gym with you you and work out with me during the week, I mean, we already hang out on the weekends anyway. He goes, I'll, I'll cover your bar tab oh, every time we go out. Wow. I, was like, I was like, say less, my dude. <laughs> so <laughs> I got this dude fucking jacked, man. Oh, like he got – like he probably weighed – a buck 35 soaking wet and then when i pcs the campbell he was probably right around a buck 65 a buck 70 because he had no fat on him he put yeah, he just stacked I'm straight muscle that, dude i got him the mass gainer <laughs> protein all that shit i was like dude take this shit three times a day two scoops you'll be fine you know what i'm saying so anyway some tests <laughs> he's always uh, he'd always been interested he does traveling so like he was going down to like fucking columbia and he would spend a month in Colombia and just day trade down to Colombia, and he'd party at night. You know what I'm saying? Or he would work early in the morning and then party all day in Colombia, 
fucking doing coke off of fucking big titty bitches asses and shit you know just living the fucking dream so i don't know what drove him to go to ukraine but he's in ukraine now and he was in ukraine and i was telling him i was like dude you need to get the fuck out of ukraine because we were it was coming down the pipe you know what i'm saying i was like i wasn't telling him specifics i was like hey dude you need to get the fuck out of ukraine you need to get the fuck out of ukraine and finally i was like you need to get the fuck out of ukraine now like today like right now get the fuck out so he gets the fuck out. I forget where he went. He went to like fucking somewhere. Oh, he went to Turkey. That's where he went. He went to Bangladesh. Yeah. Wow. He went to Turkey. And he hung out in Turkey for like three months. And now that bitch is back in Kiev. Just living, just living like it's normal. Like it, like Kiev is, or Kev or however you say it, is, is the green zone. And he's out there fucking going and having pastries and tea for breakfast and, you know, back to banging hot Eastern Black European chicks and, I guess no losing money business. in the stock market like the rest of us, you know. <laughs> hey, acting like it's nobody's business. Hey, I did want to ask yeah, about yeah. Joe Biden though, because uh, I was there. I was in the army still when he got elected, only for a little. I I was fortunate enough to um, deploy under him. Um, Thank God. Yeah. So I did want to ask you your takes on like the the morality within the army and like the patriotism within the army is there, has it gone down since, since he's joined? How, how do you feel about it? Oh, well that, that comes back to like the, the type of soldiers that we're recruiting these days. I think the, the soldiers that we're recruiting, if they're going against the grain of their, the, the, the predominant culture in the United States right now, I'd say they do have a good amount of patriotism. And now are they willing to fucking rip a motherfucker's head off for America? That that's yet to be seen. You know, but you still got the old school cats. You know what I'm saying? You still got the NCOs and the officers that have been in for a long time that did fucking join under the premise of patriotism. And they do try to instill that shit in, in, in the young soldiers. So if there's not, it gets developed. And I know for a fact, and I can't speak to everybody else, I'm developing that shit. I don't let that shit go, man. I'm fucking – because this is the way I look at it. All right. So I – lead a lot of soldiers my type of leadership whether it be negative or positive remains in that soldier now if i affect this soldier positively he's going to take what he learned from me and he liked the most and that's how he's going to turn into a leader and then he's going to give that to another soldier so it's basically my fucking dna is going to is flowing throughout the united states army right now because i've led so many soldiers and my leadership has gone into so many soldiers who's transferred to other soldiers who's transferred to other soldiers so as long as us guys like us can keep that patriotism positive and we can find some way like especially you guys doing this program or this podcast you know it's obvious that you want you're concerned about it it's something that your community is concerned about and if they get out there and they positively or nonchalantly engage in people about patriotism and teach them about patriotism, what it really means, what it really means to them, especially if you've served, that rubs off on people. And if they like it, they're going to share it with somebody else, and it's going to fucking spread. So what's your definition of patriotism? What's patriotism to you? That's that's patriotism to me, man. So <clears throat> my dad taught me about America. I've always been a history buff. I've always, you know, America was always the good guy. He was always the big guy that was defending the little guy, you know. And I think our country as a whole has has kind of strayed away from that. Um, 
I don't like wolves picking on sheep. I don't like so it, the British, you know, they, they were, they were the wolves, you know, it was, we were the little guy. We were the little guy who rose above it all to, to, to form the constitutional Republic that we're supposed to be today. Not the democracy. People get that shit fucked up. It's a constitutional Republic. It's not a democracy. People need to get that shit out of their fucking head. But patriotism is fucking keeping and maintaining American values and changing towards better. Now, do I agree with everything Democrats do? No, I don't. I fucking hate Democrats. I think they're fucking pussies. But, <laughs> but fucking I'm people, sorry, I'm sorry. people deserve to be happy. And as long as they're happy and they're not affecting other people's lifestyle, whether it be gay, LGBT community, fucking, that's fine. I'm all about it, man. I th they, they should have as much rights as we should have. And me defending their right to do that is patriotism. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, me defending their right to be who they are does not give them the right to tell me how I have to feel about it. You know yeah, what I'm saying? That's what you got to watch out for, though, because they'll be quick to use your values against you. They'll say, oh, it's not American to have borders. But if they were in charge like they are now, you see that, that they have no morality. It doesn't matter to them. They'll just do whatever the hell they want. Yeah, dude, you got you got to have control, man. You, you have to control the border. You can't have just people pouring an influx of unknowns pouring into the country. I live on the border, dude. I can literally, if it was daylight, I could go out on my back porch and I could turn this camera around. You could see fucking Mexico from my house. You wouldn't believe the shit that they catch coming through these borders, dude. They're catching Iranians. They're catching fucking Saudi Arabians. They're catching fucking Afghanis. They're catching Pakistanis. It's not just, you know, woe is me, Latinos. I'm trying to come to America for a better life coming through that fucking border, dude. It's not. It's not one hundred percent. Honestly, I yeah, never that's really thought what, about that. To be honest with you, it's military. It's yeah. like you get a lot of kids and human trafficking. They catch that shit a lot too. The human trafficking is bad with females and little kids, but like it's the majority of it's military age males coming across that fucking border. The majority yeah. of it. I heard too. If you're a woman and you try and cross that border, it was on NPR, so I'm sure it's fucking accurate. But if you're a woman crossing the border, there's like a 50% chance you'll get raped or some crazy shit. The coyotes, like the guys in the field, you know, you got those military age males in the field. They're moving in fucking team slash squad size elements across the mountains. And you get a group of females, like two or three females with kids that are just trying to get over to, you know, actually make a better life for themselves. You're in the fucking mountains. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody going to save you. You're on your fucking own, you know? There's a bunch and, of dudes that have been trying to get get over to America or just been chilling in the mountains for how long with no girls around yeah. them too. Just like prison mm -hmm. type shit. That's exactly yeah. right, man. That's the shitty thing too. Is there, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like there are a lot of people that come across that are well-intentioned. Like I know a few people that are here illegally and they love this country more than a lot of my American friends, but it's <laughs> the I'm people sure they... that cool. it's the I'm people sure that do, come across. Yeah, no, they're, they're good people, man, but it's the people that come across and they, act a fool over here who give you know the rest of the people a fucking a bad name you know so i'm not i'm not against people immigrating to america america needs america needs something you know and if you're willing to provide a service to america not like as a, as in military 
but like with a skill set and a set of morals and you're willing to become a leader of some type, you know, not, not necessarily as 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 a politician or in a government official, but like in a community like, hey, people see you doing well and then your your morals rub off on them and it makes a better community because they see what you have like, hey, man, I see what he's doing. He's working hard. He's taking care of his family. He's got good kids or they have good kids. And they want to do the same thing for their families. And that's 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 a positive change that I can get behind. You know, my grandparents, they came over from Italy in World War One, man. When there was yeah. when when Italy was communist, they came over on a fucking boat. They came through Staten Island. They did their fucking paperwork. My grandfather served in World War Two. His brother served in World War Two. My fucking father was too young to serve in Vietnam because he graduated in 76. But you see where I mean, but. It's when I was old enough to serve, I served. You know what I'm saying? And then my brothers are fucking are, are upstanding guys in their communities. You know, and so are their wives and their kids, you know? So it's it's like, you know, if you start a trend of families doing it right, then it's going to become a trend for everybody. And why do you think that the border has been so unsecured? In the <laughs> border's massive, man. It's, it's not... It's, you you can only patrol so many so much space, man. You only have so many assets. You know the wall. Do I think it's going to help, man? There's this bar about twenty minutes from my house. It's it's called the Gay Nineties Bar, right? Hell yeah, hell <laughs> so yeah. So so gay used to mean happy back in the day, Trevor. Okay, <laughs> so I was going to say, yeah. is it a gay bar? <laughs> no. So it's, it's called the gay 90s bar because in the 1890s is when they developed that little town down there and the Buffalo soldiers sat on the border guarding the fucking border. And that was during like, I think it was during like one of the Spanish-American conflicts that we had on the border. It wasn't a major conflict. But anyway, this area was kind of developing in the wilderness, you know. And we could go down there and sit at that bar and go outside and smoke a cigarette because you can't smoke in the fucking bars down here. It's stupid. And fucking, you can, like, the fence is the fence there. It's, like, literally 20 foot high and fucking Constantino wire on top of it. And motherfuckers will try to, will climb over it, get caught up in the wire, fall across the border, and fucking break their goddamn arms and legs. And Border Patrol will just come and scoop them. <laughs> Swear to God, man. Swear to you fucking remember, God. Remember El Chapo? They fucking tunneled, like, two miles to get that dude from jail. Uh-huh. That shit was inside. I just I watched a sixty minutes special on it a few days you ago. You see but... that? You seen that movie Sicario? Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. So you know the first one where they had that house where they fucking did that tunnel across, uh, underneath the border, and they had they found all those bodies and fucking drugs in that fucking house. Yeah. So that was a depiction oh. of the shit that really happens in Nogales, Arizona right next to the fucking border, which is about an hour and a half straight down the border from where I'm at right now. That, 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 that That's the shit that's really fucking happening out here. That's might not have been a true story, but it is, it is a 100% depiction of a true story. I mean, the cartel are fucking crazy, bro. You do not Dude, want to fucking They will catch these guys fucking rucking through the desert in no man's land, dude, in Arizona in the summertime with 100-pound fucking ruck, rucksacks full of fentanyl, dude. It's full of coke, dude. Fucking coke, meth, fentanyl, it ain't you name it, dude. Get to stepping. Yeah. Yo, laugh. Yo, laugh. Yo, laugh. They're getting it in down here, dude. They're getting hey, it in for hey. sure. No.
No, it is important to uh, experience it in uh, real life. That's what me and Kevin talk about a lot is how much could you could you teach someone versus how much do they actually have to experience for themselves. And it's something you have to take right. into account with your daughter too. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, so kind of how do you, how do you go about that even like um like what are some like, things even you could think of <clears throat> that are some of your experiences that you'd rather just not not teach her, you know what I'm saying? Just have her kind of go through it instead. Like uh, one thing for me is like bullying in high school. I want my kids to be bullied. Let them know what is up. Someone bully my well, kid and then my kid if he's not a pussy, which I'm planning to train him to be, he'll bully yeah. him back, you know? I, I teach Ray. Ray's very, very. She's not subtle. She's she's a very, very sweet, kind-hearted person. But I I, I told her because like I'll be honest with you, man. My kid does not live in a in a nice neighborhood at all. She lives in this neighborhood. You can look it up online. It's called Bessemer. It's in Pueblo, Colorado. Pueblo is rated the worst city in Colorado. It's mostly Latin or Latino, and she lives in one of the worst neighborhoods in that fucking city. And like. She's not allowed to go to the park by herself. She has to be with her mom to go to the park. That's how bad it is. And she's a little white girl living in a Mexican neighborhood. So that scares the shit out of me. So every time she comes down here, dude, I rough her up. I was like, you got to learn how to throw hands, girl. I was like, because you don't live in a good spot. I, I give her pocket knives. She carries fucking blades on her. Everything. I don't give a shit. You know what I'm saying? No shit. I don't care. I teach her how to shoot. I uh I had uh, one of my buddies, he's got a, a 9 millimeter fucking AR. I had her out there fucking pinging steel about 50 meters with a 9 millimeter AR, short barrel, silenced. Um, I'm probably step her up to the AR-15 this year. You know, I'm going to step her up. I'm going to buy her a 22 pistol, like a, one of those Smith, Smith & Wesson M&P 22s. Hey, so I'm going to hey. get her a little rig. I got a Ruger LR-22, man. I love that. Yeah. Shit. I'm a big yeah. fan of it. So... Yeah. You know, I'm just I'm just like gradually training her to, to to defend herself because I'm also at the same time teaching her because she had a tragedy in her life that the fucking world's not goddamn fair. And it's going to fucking unless you eat it, it's going to eat you alive. And that's just a cold hard truth. I really don't hold nothing back from her to be honest with you, man. I do. There's some stuff I do. There's there's an elegant way I put it to her. And 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 the, and the, I can't really explain that to you because like it's something that is just between me and her. Yeah, it's the way I talk to her. It's the way I can get across to her, and and I can only do that if she's sitting in front of my face. But I I don't hold anything back to her, man, because no, bad you got shit to, bro. Yeah, this ain't, this, this ain't like a fucking life and no crime no more. Like we got to be mm -hmm. fucking up on our shit, dude. People are getting abducted right now. Yeah, I don't like. When she's down here playing, I don't let her leave my street. She's like, she can go out here and play on my street all she wants, but she doesn't leave the street. Oh yeah, I can't. No, those her. days, those days are long gone in America. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yep. but to to end it off here, man. If uh, let's say like five years down the line, your daughter gets to watch this, or you know, like ten years down the line, this is gonna be on YouTube and everything sitting here. So just what you know, one thing you could say to her or all the kids struggling or whatever it may be. What could you say to them? Or what would you say to them? Pain equals progress, one hundred percent. Pain equals you can either you can either live life in pain, sucking, or you can live life in pain, getting what you want. But either way, it's going to cause pain. Oh yeah, it, it's never easy getting rich. It's never easy being successful. It's never easy getting the job you want. 
it's easy not doing shit, but it's painful when you're fucking poor and you ain't got nothing. So it's going to be pain either way you go. Just get fucking used to it. That's money. Money, it's money, bro. man. I appreciate you coming on. We'll definitely, ha we'll definitely have to have you on again. Yeah, um, man. Just let me know, brother. It was good talking to you and good seeing you, man. Yeah, good seeing you too, man. Glad you're doing well. Good to hear from you. <clears throat> All right, brother. We'll, we'll watch you later, man. Have yeah, a good night. For sure. You too, man. Peace. Peace.